previously on, but that's a different story. But while most podcasts investigate a heinous crime after the deed was done, we here at But That's a Different Story wanted to see if we can investigate a murder before it happens. I knew I had to find a killer before he or she struck. I also needed a good, mysterious killing, one with intrigue, sketchy motives, and many suspects. And, ideally, a killer with a podcast-friendly voice. The doctors say I only have a few weeks left. I met Edmund Termdower at the Empire State Building's observation deck. Wait, you're not going to jump, are you? That wasn't the type of killing I was hinting at. Jump? <laughs> no. I just thought it was a good date spot. I always wanted to throw a penny off of here. Do you have a penny? You're going to die soon. Isn't there someone you'd like to take with you? Maybe a person who wronged you and this is your last chance to make it even. Maybe by killing them? Every good crime has the same necessary ingredients. The victim, the motive, and the who who done it. Add salt to taste. While my two previous attempts at finding a would-be murderer ended in failure, my latest candidate seemed like he had the goods to be bad. Edmund Termdower, a mild-mannered man, seemed up to the idea of offing someone, all so I could preempt those other true crime podcasts who think they're so good and cool and popular. I was out to prove that if you need to speculate, you're too late. If you catch them in the act, you've already got the facts. I met up with Edmund at his place of work, a used record store called Heard It Through the Grapevinyl. So is there anyone in particular that gives you a hankering for a shankering? Oh sure. See that guy over there? Pete Fincher, my boss and roommate. He's always stealing my slices of Guamerican cheese. That's bulk American cheese product made specifically for Guam. I always get 500 wheels at a time, but I just know he steals one every few months. I can tell you're pretty cheesed. Anyone else? Oh, sure. Old Man McCready, Manford McCready, the real estate tycoon, keeps coming in here threatening to close the shop so he can tear it down and build condos. I bet that gets your anger to high rise. And then you've got the guy who bumped into me on the subway, the fire festival guy, the president, Cersei Lannister, that duck who laughed at me that one time. Uh, yes, yes, we all hate that duck. Now, all you have to do is pick one. All right, I'll think about it. Say, are you going to buy anything? Because if not, I'll have to ask you to leave. The next day, after listening to my newly purchased 52 B-52's B-sides, I met up with Edmund at the record store to see if he made a decision about the coming corpse. Guess what? Somebody isn't coming in to work today. Let's just say he won't be coming in for a long time. You already killed your boss? Not yet. He's playing the porcelain tuba back at our apartment. He said some food must not have agreed with him. But get this. He's lactose intolerant. That proves he's moved my cheese from the fridge into his mouth. If that's enough to get you to pull the trigger, metaphorically and or literally, that's good enough for me. Speaking of, have you thought about how you'll do the dirty deed done dirt cheap? We're not paying you, by the way. 
Oh, rats. I could use some extra scratch, but not from the rats. They scratch me enough. I was gonna hire this fella who traps critters to clean my apartment. Say, maybe I could do it at my apartment. Pete's probably there right now. It sounds like Pete is asleep in his room. You can always tell because he falls asleep watching his favorite show, Snorage Wars. It's like lip sync battle, but with sleep sounds. Oh, great. So, how will you send him off to the big sleep? Kill him in his sleep? In cold blood? He does sleep on a heated rock. Ah, you'd prefer a crime of passion? In the heat of the moment? Temporary insanity? I prefer virtual insanity. That's my Jamiroquai. I can't help you there. I'm still deep into my six-part investigation on how they made that video. Check it out on Video Vexen, a new podcast that goes behind the scenes of the biggest music videos of all time. Get it today on Chin Music, Gumflap, or wherever you listen to podcasts. No plugs. Sorry. But speaking of... We need to figure out how you're going to pull Pete's plug, so to speak. Oh, jeez. This is a lot harder than I thought. Maybe there's something around here you can use. After going through Edmund's drawers, closets, wardrobe, and steamer trunk, we finally came up with a solution. After four hours of assembly, the trap was ready to be sprung. Okay, Edmund, how are you feeling? Honestly, a little squeamish. Like seeing a photo of a teacup piglet in an actual teacup, and it makes you go squee. No, the regular kind. Like an old man at the gym massaging me with his feet. I was afraid that might happen. But don't worry, I've set everything up. All you have to do is push this domino. Okay, I can do that. Knowing Edmund might get cold feet, much like my first almost wife, at our ice capades-themed wedding, I came up with a contingency plan. I constructed an elaborate chain reaction using household items, with the last step resulting in Edmund's roommate's demise. Here I go. Edmund gingerly tapped the domino piece, which fell over onto a cascade of other dominoes, which fell to reveal the likeness of the Little Caesar's mascot. Pizza, pizza. The domino at the tip of the Little Caesar's spear knocked a marble on a track that bumped into a wound-up, pull-back Hot Wheels car, which made the car zoom up and fly off a track, launching it in the air until it hit the back of a cuckoo clock, causing the clock's bird to spring out. The bird's beak pecked and popped a balloon. A string tied to the balloon was also tied to a counterweight, which fell onto a fan's on button. The fan powered up, eventually pushing a sailboat that was floating in a nearby tub across the water until the boat's bow tipped another marble down a chute. At the end of the ramp, the marble hit a flap with a matchstick attached to it, swinging the match against the cleverly positioned red strip of the matchbox, lighting a flame. The flame lit a candle that was resting on the second highest flight of a cat tree, just under a sleeping tabby. When the cat's tail caught fire, it shrieked and jumped forward, knocking a series of decorative plates down from a wall. The last plate fell on a mousetrap that snapped shut, pulling the string attached to some scissors, which cut another string holding back a metal ball hanging from a wire. The metal ball swung down into another metal ball on a wire, cascading other balls until the fifth one swung upward, 
tipping over a precariously balanced terrarium. A tortoise sauntered out in a straight line until it stepped on the launch button of a model rocket, sending the rocket careening upward to the ceiling. Hey, what happened? That rocket was supposed to hit the fondue pot resting on the bed's headboard, knocking 500 wheels worth of melted, scalding hot cheese into Pete's snoring mouth. Edmund, did you take the cheese? No. Are you eating the cheese right now? Why, it's so delicious. <coughs> Edmund started choking on his precious cheese, an irony that would have been lazy if someone wrote it in a script. To help Edmund, I started performing the Heimlich Maneuver, which is when you use a choking victim's body as a guitar to mime some sweet licks from a Heim song. Unfortunately, my solo was a no-go. I left the apartment before Edmund's roommate woke up. I had found a number of pennies between Edmund's couch cushions when we were rummaging through his apartment. With some loose Lincolns in my pocket, I went back to the top of the Empire State Building to see what would happen if I flung a few, but that's a different story.